0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Be Love Give Love podcast. I'm Abby Lewis, founder of Be Love Give Love. If you've been following me for any time, you'll know that I've been in the wellness field since 2005. Um, I also have a degree in health and wellness, and I've been working with people since 2005. And lots of different ways, you know, coaching, massage therapy, teaching people how to be still and meditating, teaching classes, uh, doing workshops, different things like that. My my heart is to help people grow and to transform their souls and their lives and share my story because I hit rock bottom in 2002 and I've just gone through a tremendous, tremendous heart change. And You know, one of the things that I do a lot, and this is not from a place of judgment, but I watch people. I mean, I really watch them, almost like study them. I guess that's just part of being a massage therapist when people, they always said the the healing happens the moment they, they step through the door. And then as you're having conversation... You can just sit there and watch them. I watch their body language, I watch how they held themselves, I watch their tone and or listen to their tone I should say, and just different things. The way they would express stories, what's coming out of their mouth, just how they held themselves, how they positioned themselves on the table, just a lot of stuff because you just when you're in this field you know so many different ways and learn so many different ways of how the body holds Onto to trauma, holds on to wounds, holds on to energy, whatever you want to call it. So yeah, I just, I did, I studied people and I still do. So when I'm having a conversation with you, it's not judgment, but I'm watching those things just to, for a deeper compassion, deeper understanding. Um, and I'm usually praying as I have conversations with people, especially when I do coaching, I'm always having that underneath prayer, God, just show me the thread because I feel like God's given me a gift to be able to pull on that thread that's in your soul, that's in your heart, that keeps you in that pit. It keeps you in bondage. It keeps you captive from freedom. And um, so anyway, it's a little bit more about me, but um, I watch people in the world. I watch people on social media. Um, I listen to conversations. I listen to podcast interviews and Conversations that go back and forth, and the things that people say, you know, that the Bible says, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you can tell a lot about what's in someone's soul by what they're speaking. And that shouldn't be from a place of judgment, it should be from a place of understanding them. They have a story, they have trauma. We all have wounds, we all have stories. We all have a way we were programmed when we were younger and we're all working out what the Bible says our own sound salvation. We're going through sanctification process. We're going through that glory to glory to glory. We're all going through some sort of process of evolving and becoming a better us. But some are going slower, <laughs> some are going at a pace where they don't even realize there's anything wrong with them. There's lots of lots of levels, but um, as I've watched people over the years, um, my heart is saddened, as probably many of you are uh, but having a deeper understanding of what is really going on here, what is really causing the divide in us as in our families in our neighborhoods, in our communities, in our county, state, country, in our world. What is the root of all of that? And people will say evil. Well, yeah, I guess you could just sum it up to that, but let's go deeper. Um, so Be Love, Give Love is basically, uh, if you could take one Bible verse and how it encompasses what Be Love, Give Love is all about. It's one Bible verse, and it says, By this everyone will know, that you are my disciples if you love one another. This is in John 13 35. Another translation says your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Okay yeah we hear that but you know who's speaking here? Jesus is speaking. What does the word disciples really mean? I mean, have you ever thought of it? I mean, sometimes I think we just read stuff or hear stuff and we don't really grasp the depth of what it's saying. Um, disciple means follower or student of a teacher or leader or someone like that. So this, this verse, if you want to break it down and say it in a different way, by this everyone in this world, because it says, by this everyone, so who is that? Everyone, all people, all men, all women, everyone in this world. I mean, whatever translation you're looking at, some say everyone, some say world, some say all men, all people. So by this everyone, everyone in this world will know that you are followers of Jesus Because disciple means follower or student of, student of Jesus, follower of Jesus, by the way you what? By the way we what? Love. Love one another. That's be love, give love. To be so filled up with God's love, you can't help but give it away. People will know that we are true followers of Jesus by the way we love one another. Okay, so why aren't we doing that? I mean, if you want to look at what we're doing and watching people without judgment, I mean, you're watching with spiritual eyes, not judgmental eyes. You're coming up higher and looking at it from a different place. And I'll tell you why that's so important. Um, I'll often counsel people. I can't say I'm a counselor because I'm not a counselor, but I'll, I'll coach people. Um... Um, I'm not a registered or, or legal counselor. I don't have a degree in counseling, but I do have my certification in coaching and I have my own darn story that is just, you know, some people say when you went through intense transformation like I have, you have a PhD in truly being able to help someone. I would much rather get wisdom and knowledge and help from someone that's been there, that's understands the, the intensity of growing and going through your deeper stuff that's in your heart and working it out. I want someone that's been crushed and come back, uh, and is stronger, more steady, more stable. I would much rather receive from that kind of person because they understand me. They understand the situation. They understand, uh, what I'm going through in a way. So anyway, um, one of the things I'll say is I'm, you know, you got to see from spiritual eyes. You got to come up higher, look at things from spiritual eyes. You cannot look at it from this plane. So I always try to help people rise up higher. But that's a process. That's not something you can just go, poof. I can rise up higher. Um, <laughs> and I'll explain a little bit more. Uh, this might be a little bit longer podcasts because it is there's so much depth to it. And I'm so passionate about it. And I might do a part two. Uh, we'll just see how much I get covered. But anyway, so as I'm watching people, again, I'm watching with spiritual eyes, not judgmental eyes. I see that, you know, this. if you want to go back to this Bible verse, it says, By this, everyone in the world will know that we are true followers of, of Jesus by the way we love. Not by the way we judge one another. But there's a lot of that going on, huh? not by the way we hate one another or criticize one another or speak unkind things to or about one another how we blame each other how we argue with one another how we're rude to one another how we think we're better than another person or another religion or another denomination or another gen um you know political party or gender, or any of that. I mean, just all of that noise. All of that, I just look at it as noise. That's my own thought. I just look at it as complete noise of the darkness, of evil to divide us. Because if, I mean, how are we doing with that? How are we doing with truly loving one another? When you read that, by this everyone will know, put your name in it, put your name in by this everyone in the world will know that Abby. a true follower of Jesus because you know what she does? She loves. She loves. And this is not to judge you. This is not to make you think, oh my gosh, I am terrible. I really do judge people a lot. I criticize a lot. I'm mad. I'm bitter and all that. Well, why? Why? So it goes back to the heart issue. It goes back to the deeper trauma. It goes back to why why are you speaking those things out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you're speaking these things, if you are mad or if you're angry, or if you're feel divided or you think you're better than, or you're judging or you're criticizing, or you're rude or you're constantly arguing with people, that's stuff coming out of your heart, and we justify it. Well, if only they would be this way, or if they would believe this way or think this way, no, 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 no. We got to look inward. One of my favorite passages in the Bible that I camp out on a lot. And uh, if you haven't got my uh, recent book, Still Living Still, I really go deep into this. And this is, this is where it all starts with me. This is where it all finishes with me. This is where it's all encompassed. This is what I really deeply desire to do as a coach is to make you look inward into your own heart and to deal with that, and this is why. Because if you are familiar with the Bible at all, there are a parable in there that parables, I should say, because they're in multiple gospels, it says the parable of the soils. Well, the soil is referring to our own heart. And without reading it all, this is Jesus speaking, and he's speaking in a story, and he's talking about a farmer that goes out and sows seed. And it falls on these different soils. And the seed is the word of God. So let's just break this down. The seed is the word of God. And it's falling on different heart conditions. So you've got these these heart conditions of just completely shallow, no depth. It doesn't even fall. Like you could hear, trust in God. And it's, nope, can't do that. Nope, don't even have any depth in my heart to even let that seed take any type of root. I am just, whatever. Maybe you have some daddy trauma that you just feel like I can't trust because there's a wound there that makes you feel like I can't trust any type of authority over me, much less a father in heaven, you know, so you got to deal with that. So that's a heart issue as to why that seed cannot take root in your own heart to become fruitful. A seed has to come into the heart and become fruitful. Then you got the rocky ground. Then you got the thorny ground and then you got the good fertile soil. So when I look at people, I look at it from a heart condition. I look at well they're speaking that way because they have a wound in their heart. They they're blinded and they don't they haven't been healed in that way. That's why they speak that way. That's why they are offended. That's why they are constantly criticizing or judging or just hanging on to unforgiveness or bitter or divided or whatever so when i look at people i have deep deep compassion and empathy and i see their pain i hear their pain and a lot of times i feel their pain and it is for for me to have spiritual eyes the way that i do and try to look at things from a um a a different perspective it is very weighted. And if I did not have a good connection with God and I did not know how to still my mind and to really, truly be still and know that he is God, I would be a mess. Because the closer you get to God, the more you see. And the more, the more rawness, I don't know how to really say it. It just hurts. It really hurts because you see just so much. You just see so much evil in the world and you see so much division. I mean the Bible even talks about that our battle is not with flesh and blood. Our battle is not with people. It is against the spiritual forces and darkness. It is against evil. Let's just break it down. That's what it's saying. Our battle is not with our husband. Our battle is not with our parents. Our battle is not with our children. Our battle is not with our co-workers or boss or president Or a specific uh, religion, or political party, or whatever. Our battle is not with any of that. They're not with people. It's with evil. It is with evil, and the Bible says you overcome evil with good. You don't overcome evil with becoming evil. With becoming the exact same thing that it is, being offended, being mad, being angry. None of that's of God. Now there is a righteous anger that I think a lot of people camp out on. They're just like, Well, this is righteous anger. And then, okay, but the Bible also says, be angry and do not sin. The Bible also says don't go to bed with anger in your heart. I mean, you can't just take one piece and hang on to it. But anyway, um, so we have to look at the condition of our heart. We have to do that heart work. But the most beautiful thing about the parable of the soils, because it's spoken in several of the, the Gospels. So when it's spoken in more than one of the Gospels, I think we're really supposed to hone in on that. But one of the words in Mark, when the, there's the parable of the soil in Mark, Jesus says, If you do not understand this parable, you will not understand any." Now if you don't under if you don't read the Bible, then you know you don't know the Bible, you don't understand it, but it is a fascinating book, powerful book, life-changing book. And the Bible says meditate on the word day and night. When you sit there and ponder and meditate and roll it over and think like what? That's a student of Jesus. That's a follower of Jesus. What is he trying to say? Camp out in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. If you really want to understand Jesus's life, that's where I hung out for years. I even told the pastor once, I said, I cannot get out of the Gospels. I mean, is it wrong for me just to read the Gospels? Because I'm not in the Old Testament or any other book in the in the New Testament. I'm just, I'm hanging out there. I just can't get enough. And I feel like I'm just supposed to keep reading and reading and rereading and pondering and cross-referencing and commentaries and different things because I wanted to understand the life of Jesus. Now I understand why Jesus wanted me to understand the life of Jesus. Maybe I'm supposed to teach you guys like how to love like him. It's not that hard, but it is hard because we have all these deep, deep seeded things in our own heart that have caused us to have a hard heart, that have caused us to have a rocky heart, that has caused us to have a thorny heart. Well, basically, there's no depth in our own soul for anything to take root. When Jesus is saying, if you do not get this parable, you will not get any parable, any. So I'm going to go as far to say, you will not understand anything if you don't grasp the matters of your own heart. We will not be able to love one another if we don't grasp the matters of the heart. So we need to go back to the simplicity of, let's look inward, quit looking outward, quit blaming everyone, quit looking at the, the, all the things in this world that you don't like. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there, but is that gonna change it? You have a, the ability to respond differently to it. I see it too. I see it, I feel it, I experience it, but I am choosing to love. Love is the greatest commandment of all. And the world, everyone in this world will know we are true followers of Jesus, true students of Jesus by the way we love. How are we doing with that? How are we doing? How are you doing with loving your family? How are you doing with loving your kids? How are you doing with loving your neighbor, how are we doing? And I know we're not doing well. Some, maybe so, but we got to look inward. The only way we're really going to be able to love as Jesus would want us to is to look inward at our own stuff. Even the Bible says, why are you so focused? Now I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Why are you so focused on the speck in your brother's eye, in, your, in the speck in someone else's eye when you have a plank in your own. One version says a telephone pole. The, why are you so focused on the toothpick in someone else's eyes when you got your own mess? We got to look inward and deal with our own heart conditions. You cannot truly love until you first learn to look inward and love yourself. Take that love God's given us and let it penetrate your own heart to where you can heal. I understand I wasn't always this person. I used to be very judgmental, self-righteous, holier than thou, thinking I was better than everyone, thinking I had it all together, wore a mask that was so tight that no one could see my flaws, but I had my junk. I mean, read my books, you will see I had my junk, and it has taken me, it's a process to get here. Now, I went through times where I loved better, than other seasons and I would say now I love even more radically and uh, more unconditionally and I have a greater acceptance because I continually let God deal with my heart issues why can't I freely love someone if the battle is not with flesh and blood so first we got to look inward and go wow that's I shouldn't be mad at them there's so many things I mean there's so Much to this. That's why you need to get a coaching session or read the books because there's just so many layers. But just to understand that it is our own heart that causes us not to be able to love and it's our own evil in this world that in the darkness, it's not with people. The battle is not with people, but yet we are so divided. So if the evil one, if darkness, if the devil, Satan, whatever you want to call it, can get us to not deal with our own stuff, to look inward and deal with our own stuff and constantly be f- f- focusing on the speck in someone else's eyes and never looking inward. And we're just blaming everyone else and everyone else is a problem. I'm not the problem. If you would only this, if you would only that, how dare you, da, 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 da. And just speak ill of everyone else, then we're easy targets. He can sit back and do nothing because we're killing each other. We're dividing against each other. We are allowing that evil to just take over. We've got to stop and we have to take time to be still. We have to take time to look inward at our own stuff. We have to take time to stop blaming everything and everyone in the government and religion and whatever. I don't even know. Just whatever it is, we've got to stop blaming. That was a huge huge part of my journey at the very beginning was I had to stop blaming and had to take responsibility of my own actions and my own words and my own thoughts. Once I started doing that, realizing no matter what's out there, I am still in control of how I respond to it and still to this day. I mean, people email me stuff, falsely accuse me, uh, say unkind things to me, I used to take that bait of offense. I sure did. And I would be mad and just like, but you know what? When I take that bait of offense, I'm at that same playing field as them. I'm operating at that same frequency, that same wavelength, however you want to say it. I'm right there. Well, someone threw, threw an unkind thing to me. Someone said something unkind. Well, I'm just going to be unkind back. You know, don't return evil for evil, but we do. That's what we do. Until I had to learn that there will always be people out there that don't agree with me, that are offended by what I say, that are going to persecute me, that are going to falsely accuse me. There will always be that noise because the Bible's very clear. They did it to Jesus. They're going to do it to people that truly follow. So you know what I do now? I rise above and I bless them. I don't take the bait of offense. I don't try to reason with them, make them see my point, any of that. I realize that this their own heart issue, their own junk, and their own stuff that causes them to be that way towards me. I am in control of my journey, my own heart issue, my own own, uh, purpose in life. I know my heart motive when I'm putting things out there. I'm not saying I got everything completely right, but I know what I do have right, and that is love. And that is what Jesus keeps bringing to the forefront to my life for many years, is my message is simple, Abby. Stop thinking so much. Stop trying to understand everything. Even the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all, In all our ways, he'll direct our path. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't try to figure it all out. Let's just go back to the simplicity of, do people see Jesus when they look at you, when they see how you're treating people, when they see how you're commenting on Facebook, when they see what you're co- posting on Facebook? Do they see division, or do they see love? The world will know that we are true disciples of Jesus by the way we love. I can't say that enough. How are we doing? We got to look inward, we have to look inward. One of my most favorite things to ponder i don't know if it's my favorite it's it's a hard thing to really ponder, but i the 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 words of Jesus that I have pondered the most over my life, and I have sat sobbing, sobbing i'm not talk I'm not talking about a little tear snot bubble crying trying to wrap my head around that kind of love is when he was hanging on the cross and he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I mean, just think of that. Come on, put yourself in that situation. Would that be your first response? No. I would say 100% of us would say, I'm going to fight back. I'm going to be mad. I'm going to take my last breath realizing, you know, just, just be angry, and I can't believe they did this. I mean, he was falsely accused. He was beaten. He was murdered. He was crucified. It was horrible. But yet, he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And as I sit, and I almost get emotional just even, because uh, I feel so deeply. Words are just are, it's, it's just powerful, Sitting with that, putting myself in his situation, being in agony and pain, and they're nailing him to the cross. While they're nailing him to the cross, this is when he's saying this, or it's right after they nailed him to the cross. Either way, it's in the midst of all of that. He knows what's coming. And he says, Father, forgive them. And I just sit there with that, and I'm crying. I'm just like, Lord, help me. Help me love like that. What is in my heart that causes me not to love like that? Whatever is in me that keeps me from loving people the way you do. Remember, because we're followers, we're students. That's a disciple. If you're a true follower of Jesus, we have to know how to love that way. What is in my heart, Jesus? These are the prayers I've prayed for years. What is in my heart? that is not pleasing to you? What is in my heart that is keeping me? Like what is in my soil? What is in this that needs to get out? Where are those rocky places? What are those thorny places? Where are the, where's the hardness in my heart that keeps me from loving? Why is it in there? What is the root issue of it? And that's the deep work you have to do. And that's a deep work nobody really wants to do. Or that is a deep work people will only do when there's a crisis and we hit a rock bottom. That's what I did. I had to hit rock bottom to get to where I'm at today. And I keep evolving and I keep growing and I keep surrendering my heart. Your your heart posture has to be surrendered. You have to say, Lord, I want to love that way. I surrender my heart to you. Whatever's, whatever is in me that's not pleasing to you, you know, reveal that to me. Expose that and help me get free of that because we're in bondage it's the evil one it's the darkness that has you know with our wounds and our trauma and the things that were done to us and said to us all of that is of evil work and i know we've went through some stuff i can see it coming out of y'all i can see it we've all gone through some stuff every single one of us have gone through some stuff every single one of us are are not better than another we are the apple of God's eye. It is his will that none will perish, that all will come to know him. You know, I always say I'm God's favorite, but I'm not anyone special. But you're God's favorite too. But you're not anyone special either. Just because God may have given you wisdom or you've got this, you know, big ministry or you've got, um, you know, this particular title or you're the, the best mom in the, in the school or you've got all your ducks in a row kind of thing, you're not special. I'm not special. The moment we think we're better than someone else, well, there's a big old plank in our eye that we need to work on, thinking we've got it all together. And, you know, those people over there, do you see the them versus us? Do you see the divide? And that we are a big part of our own divide? We have to look inward. I encourage you, my friends. Please, please look inward. Look at what's coming out of your mouth. Look at your thoughts or think of your thoughts. What are you thinking about? What are you speaking? Are the words and the the thoughts and the things you write or your conversations, are they filled with God's love? And just stop and become aware. Again, that's another big part of healing is just becoming aware of where you're at, what's going on, how you are, what you're doing, what you're saying, how you're responding, what, what you're meditating on, and then just say, I don't want to be this way. There is a different way to live. There is a different way to live. But we have to do the hard work. And I believe powerfully that love, first loving ourselves, first loving God, allowing God's love to, to allow us to love our own self, then you can freely give it away. Love is our greatest weapon. Love conquers all. Love is the greatest commandment. And even the Bible says, even if you speak with tongues and prophesy and do all of these awesome things, but don't have love, we're nothing. I mean, just just study the Bible from a place of love. God commands us to love. God is love. So that is more of the heart of be love, give love. And I believe strongly that this world will know that we are true disciples of Jesus and that we will radically change this world from the inside out. By what? By the way we love one another. Father, forgive us. Father, forgive us. We are blinded. We are held captive by the evil one. Father, forgive us. We don't know what we do. Expose it, Lord, now. Expose it to everyone that's listening. Expose the things that are entangled in their heart. Expose the hardness. Expose the the weeds and the thorns and the rocky places that keep them from freely loving themselves, their family, their neighbors, the people in their city, the world around them. Lord, expose that and forgive us, Jesus. Forgive us for we do not know what we do. But now we understand The truth sets us free. Help us, help us, Lord, to walk this out. Help us to stay close to you, deeply, intimately close to you as we walk this out so we can be love and give love to the world around us. So people in this world, everyone in this world will know that we are true disciples of you, Jesus. True followers, true students of you, Jesus, because we are able to love one another. If this has blessed you in any way, I encourage you share it with someone. Share it on your social media. Get my books if you're like, "Wow, I got a lot of heart work." Get my books, "Living Still," "Still Living Still." You know, follow me on Instagram, um, Facebook. Look at you know these other past podcasts. Whatever you got to do, start doing that heart work. If you don't do it with me, that's fine. Fine. Some place, some outlet to where you can start doing that inner heart work so you can be love and give love to the world around you. Thank you, my friends. I love you so much.